the cool thing I think about both of our stories is that like, you just never know where your path is going to lead you or like what benefit this particular experience will have on the future trajectory of your career and your pathway to leadership. I had no idea I was going to end up running marketing for a physical store and physical places within our community. Like, And I certainly didn't think I'd be sitting in this chair talking about running an ed tech company. So it's like, you just never know how these little breadcrumbs add up, but they do. You can look back and say, oh, wow, I really needed that experience to get to this next point. So if you're thinking, you've been thinking about kind of like jumping in on this certain thing or trying this different thing out, just do it. It doesn't need to relate or all the puzzle doesn't need to fit together right now because it will eventually. And I hope that our story will will sort of prove that out because I look back on our story and think like, if any one thing would change, we would just not be sitting here today. And it's so weird. Welcome to the podcast for anyone who has been known as that teacher. That teacher who is always dreaming up new ideas. That teacher who has an Instagram account. That teacher who goes on TikTok to share the latest teaching trends. That teacher who isn't afraid to try new things. We're Megan and Alyssa, and we were both known as that teacher before we started our ed tech company, Pop PD. If you're an educator who's been looking for something more, more opportunities to lead, grow, and inspire others, we are here to show you the newest pathways to leadership for modern educators. We'll interview teachers who have taken their leadership beyond the four walls of their classroom to become thought leaders in the online space. You'll hear about the ups and downs of their experience sharing their educator journey online, and we hope you'll be inspired and re-energized by their unique stories. Hey, welcome to the Teacher Hustle. Oh, wait. Wait. (laughs) It's a new... It's the new That Teacher podcast. I am so stinking excited to be back podcasting. It's been over maybe a year, year and a half since I published an episode of the Teacher Hustle podcast. And now we have remixed it to be That Teacher, the podcast for teacher leaders, teachers who are thinking about coming leaders. And I got so lonely. I didn't want to do the podcast by myself. So I now have my co-founder slash feels like life partner because we talk for hours every day, Megan Kensington. Welcome to that teacher, to everybody, to Megan. And we are just so excited to be here. Hello, teacher hustlers. I am so honored to join this truly iconic feed. (laughs) (laughs) start this exciting new venture, which will run alongside Alyssa and I's other exciting venture, uh, Pop PD. So interesting how much has happened in the past year. I feel like I kind of wrapped up the Teacher Hustle podcast because we were launching this new journey of starting an ed tech company that's called Pop PD. So if you haven't been following along, that's what I've been doing over the past year. And I joke that Megan is my life partner because she is also on this journey with me. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how we met, how we kind of stumbled on this journey and this idea, how we started this company. Also, how we found our pathway to leadership as teachers uh, who did not want to become administrators. We kind of set our own path for leadership and we're hoping that will get you energized and inspired to get on your pathway for leadership if you're not already there and continue to follow it. And 
we're just really excited to continue to share strategies for starting your online business and growing it. And we are also going to be featuring guests, guests who have gone through the journey and are sharing their expertise with you. So we're just, we are just, I've said excited like 10 times. We're pumped to be back, pumped to be here with you all and excited to share what we've been working on. So let's jump in. Oh, I do want to talk about though our other podcast. Megan, do you want to talk a little bit about extracurricular and how it fits in with this podcast? Sure. So again, if you are a longtime listener of Alyssa's, you will not be surprised that she wanted to do not just one podcast in reviving this feed, but also to do another one. And for me as a new podcaster, I said, okay, Alyssa, I'm going to listen to you because you are the marketing lady. You know what's up. (laughs) But when we started to brainstorm ideas, and especially once we came up with the names, then I was really on board because I think we have something really special, not only with the names, but also in thinking about how we want to not only serve, but really empower teachers. As Alyssa said, this will be hopefully one of the only episodes where we are the ones featured. We really want to be featuring other teachers. And so this space is really for teacher leaders, people who are looking outwards and want to share more. But we also want to reach kind of a broader audience of educators who, as we are now calling them and have called ourselves, are extra. And so the extracurricular podcast is for those teachers who are extra, teachers who are forward-thinking who are excited about trying new strategies, who are so passionate about teaching and learning, and who really have an excitement, a spark within them that encourages them to learn and continue to push their practice and really try and be the best teachers that they can be. So that podcast is, again, for a little bit more of a broader audience and for people who are just kind of always looking to improve and are excited about trying new things. Whereas this podcast, Alyssa, let's talk a little bit more about... On the other hand, (laughs) so I think you can look to extracurricular as the place to connect with those forward-thinking educators and get new strategies for your classroom. And then this podcast, you can tune in if you are, we find that a good chunk of those forward-thinking educators also are excited about leadership. They want to think about how they could pursue leadership in another way. And usually that's by starting an online business. That's what I worked on with the Teacher Hustle podcast. That's what we've been working on inside Teacher Hustle University. We've been kind of working on these things. And so we wanted to continue to highlight the stories of educators who have found their their pathway to leadership through an online business. And that's what we'll do here. So if you consider yourself a little bit extra and you consider yourself that teacher, this is the podcast for you. Yeah. And it's one thing and so important for there to be teachers who are excited and forward thinking and trying new strategies. But there's also this kind of extra layer that comes from all of a sudden you have maybe a couple of years under your belt or um, you have certain experience in your career where you start to think, hey, maybe I should share this with other people. Or maybe I feel kind of called to lead others in a certain way. And whether that's within my school or I'm starting to look online at ways that I can kind of connect with other people and share my experience and share my expertise, this is where that teacher comes in because there's a very specific type of teacher who is starting to look outwards. And we think there are a lot more of them out there than might meet the eye, but it is a certain drive that I think is within you. Alyssa and I have both felt that at various points in our careers. It's really driven a lot of the choices that we've made, including starting a company (laughs) together in in the ed tech space. But it even started, I think, for each of us, the moment we stepped in the classroom for the first time. For me as a high school teacher, former high school teacher, and for Alyssa as a former elementary level teacher, just that feeling of, you know, how can I learn and grow and try new strategies? But then at a certain point, looking around and saying, hey, maybe I could lead lead other people in doing this as well. 
Yeah. And there are so many different pathways to leadership. With Teacher Hustle, I talked a lot about the online business strategies. And even in working in the ed tech space, I want to make it very clear that we highly do not recommend starting an ed tech company. (laughs) 100% are not saying you should do that. Please, please, unless you are absolutely like ready to throw every ounce of your being into something, do not do that. But there are lots of ed tech companies that hire teachers as well, or even on a, a project basis. I guess the point I want to drive home is like, you have a ton of amazing skills that could be used to lead in other ways. And that doesn't mean you need to leave the classroom. If you want to stay in the classroom, there are still ways for you to do this. Or if you are thinking about leaving the classroom or transitioning to another career, we also don't think that should be looked down upon. We think that you should be just as entitled to grow in your career as any other person is in any other career. I'm sorry, I'm screaming, but I get really passionate about this. Preach to the choir. Megan and I, yeah, Megan and I have hour long conversations about hours long conversations about how there's this invisible layer of leadership among teachers. There are these teachers in classrooms today who have the skills and the knowledge, the expertise, the experience to share their thinking and become leaders, but they don't necessarily want to be administrators. And I just remember sitting in the back of my classroom at one point and thinking like, I love this, but I can't do it for another 20 years, 25, I forget how many years I had left. I just can't. I want to lead, but I don't know how because I don't want to be a principal. A principal is a manager of people, really. And I've no interest in that, but I do have skills to offer. So what do I do? And so I guess what we want to do here is really highlight those pathways. And Megan and I didn't know until we met each other. And and actually, even after we met each other, we didn't know until we met in person and shared our stories. But both of us tried to get leadership positions within our district and were turned down. And so if if you've tried before, like you've been poking around at different ways to start a side hustle or get into a leadership position and it didn't work out, it's okay. Keep going. You do have the skills. We really just want to remind you and give you a pep talk about that for sure. Yeah. I think what you said about that feeling like you have options and opportunities as a teacher, not only are we hoping to maybe make that even, even more so and, and open that up with Pop PD, but we've seen it ourselves and with a lot of the people that you've worked with, that I've worked with, of carving out unique ways to, to be a leader, to give yourself extra income, to give yourself the opportunity to be a thought leader or you know serve in a new role or try something different. You deserve those opportunities just like anybody else does. And so we hope that this is a space to kind of spark your interest, maybe inspire you, get you thinking about the different ways that you can, that you can do that. So Alyssa, do you want to talk a little bit more about those pathways to leadership online? Yeah. In the online space, if you're thinking about starting an online business, now this means not working for another company, but like working for yourself. Now the benefits of doing this are there are lots of streams of income that can be more passive. So this is perfect if you're still in the classroom and you're looking to supplement your income and give yourself a little bit more financial wiggle room. These are the ways that I typically would talk about on the Teacher Hustle podcast, the ways that you can essentially start a side hustle. And so within the online business space, the different types of pathways that I've seen that are most popular, the first is really digital goods. So this is TPT, right? This is selling your worksheets and your lesson plans and activities on a site like TPT or on your own website or another marketplace. This is something that I think a lot of teachers gravitate toward just because they've heard of it. They've heard of other teachers who have started a TPT store and they've made some passive income. It's passive and you're probably already creating these materials for your own classroom. Problem is 
and if you've been a long time listener to the Teacher Hustle podcast, you've probably experienced this problem is that as marketplaces become more saturated, obviously it becomes more difficult for it to be passive. So you need to put in more of your own marketing work to make it work. And so it's less passive as time has gone on because it does, you know, the days of like just posting what you make in your classroom and hoping it sells are kind of over. You need to be doing your own marketing, which is kind of what I harped on in Teacher Hustle. But still can be done, still is really a great pathway, especially if you love being creative, you love like graphic design and and sort of putting ideas together and then making them look nice and being able to share those. The second pathway is courses. And so this is where we sort of started with Pop PD is really thinking about how can teachers transfer their knowledge from their own heads? How do they teach this and do it well? The success they've seen with students, how can they give that to another teacher? And so uh, Pop PD is really... As it sits currently today, we're still working on a lot of things, but you can go on Pop PD. You can choose a class, a workshop from our over, I think, 75 PD workshops, and you can take that on a topic you're interested in. You can also apply to be a coach on Pop PD, which means you create a workshop and you put it for sale on Pop PD. Works very similarly to Teachers Pay Teachers in that there it's a revenue split. So same sort of business model. And right now we have a waiting list for coaches. So I do just want to put that kind of warning out. We're not taking new applications at this point, but you can get on the waiting list. I'll put it in the show notes, poppd.co slash coach. But this is one way that you can make money online is also by selling an online PD workshop, which we find is really effective because as much as like we're trying to do these in-house consultants coming in, I shouldn't say we, schools are trying to kind of bringing these consultants to to run professional development classes, it's really hard to take one consultant and have them meet the needs of every teacher in the building. And it's also hard to get everybody in one room to take this PD. So having the option of doing on-demand PD where you have more choice and control over what you're learning is good for all educators and especially for you all as teacher leaders to be able to share your expertise in some of these more niche and relevant topics. Okay. So what did I do so far? Digital and courses. One that I mentioned, but that I don't know as much about is physical products. So a lot of the teachers I work with will sell things on Etsy, like uh, mugs or stickers. And that's a really fun way to make some passive income. It's more passive now that you can enlist sites like Printify and Printful to do some of the shipping for you. So you're not like packaging things in your house. Um, So I don't know as much about that pathway, but there are a lot of teachers doing that. And then the last pathway, which I think it's less passive, but it's it requires the least amount of marketing because you only need a few clients to make it work, is freelancing. And that is being able to work for another entrepreneur or even an ad tech company to be able to complete projects for them. This can be anything. It depends on your talent area. If you're talented in organization, then you might be an executive assistant or an operations assistant, somebody who is helping with the organization of files or sort of admin work. You can freelance with social media marketing, posting on social media, helping companies organize their marketing strategy, pinning on Pinterest, writing emails, writing blog posts. If you like to write, there's definitely a place for you there. A lot of ed tech companies that we know of are looking for help with things like grant writing and all different, there are all different types of ways that you can freelance and offer your services. And that can be done alongside teaching or it can evolve into something that you're doing full-time if that's the direction you're looking to go in. 
I feel like I just talked for a really long time, but is there anything you would add to that? The other one is just kind of a service-based components. So yeah. um, a lot of times the people that we've worked with that often compliment someone who has kind of a course business or a something where you're in the, the online space offering some kind of knowledge product or expertise. You can also kind of turn that into a service where you sit down and coach people through a certain process. And again, this could be on a range of topics. It could be education re- related. That's the bulk of people Alyssa and I have worked with in the past. But it can also be on other things. If you have a passion for home organization or um, something related to parenting or cooking or fitness or whatever niche or, you know, passion that you have, that can be turned into something. And your skills as a teacher in managing, in planning, in execution, you have those. That can be translated in something that you can offer to others. And increasingly, that's people are going online for that kind of support um, in a number of different passion areas. So I would just kind of add that one as a related as a related option as well. Yeah, it's funny because constantly in this, we now work in a space where we're working with lots of different kinds of entrepreneurs from lots of different backgrounds, not just teachers. And we constantly get the comment of like, oh, you are so organized. Oh my gosh, you did that? You're so like... Put together, we're so on top of it. Yeah, yeah, so on top of it. We're like, yeah, we're teachers. Like, duh. My mode is usually like, isn't everybody this way? And the answer is, no, they're not. (laughs) That teacher training really kicks in. Of you You have skills, manage an entire classroom of children. It's a big deal. Yeah, you can manage other stuff as well. So I actually think this is a good segue, especially in thinking about creative experiences you can use to start your own businesses. You kind of married an interesting experience you had running a physical store and your marketing background and expertise with your experience in the classroom. That's kind of how you got started. I know that some of your you know longtime listeners know your story, but do you want to just talk a little bit about how you got kind of started and maybe get to the point even where we connected and got into Pop PD is an interesting way to kind of trace a couple examples of how our listeners might consider really, you know, different pathways to leadership. Yeah. And what that can look what that can look like. The cool thing I think about both of our stories is that like you just never know where your path is going to lead you or like what benefit this particular experience will have on the future trajectory of your career and your pathway to leadership. I had no idea I was going to end up running marketing for a physical store and physical places within our community. Like, And I certainly didn't think I'd be sitting in this chair talking about running an ed tech company. So it's like, you just never know how these little breadcrumbs add up, but they do. You can look back and say, oh, wow, I really needed that experience to get to this next point. So if you're thinking, you've been thinking about kind of like jumping in on this certain thing or trying this different thing out, just do it. It doesn't need to relate or all the puzzle doesn't need to fit together right now because it will eventually. And I hope that our story will will sort of prove that out because I look back on our story and think like, if any one thing would change, we would just not be sitting here today. And it's so weird. And I want to add the point too. I think this is especially relevant for teachers. I know that I felt this way. I always wanted to be a teacher. My mom was a teacher. Alyssa and I found out after we met for the first time in person, both of our moms were high school English teachers. So weird. So that's kind of a fun you know, after the fact connection, but I grew up being enamored with my mom's work and going into the classroom and and having that idea of being a teacher. And so that was my path. I studied it as an undergrad, got my graduate degree right away and was in the classroom and, and really kind of saw myself actually being in teaching forever. And I would say not only for most jobs 10, 20, 30 years ago, was it more normal to have the same job for your entire life? But I think especially for teaching, that was the case and kind of continues to be there's a culture of that in some ways that yeah. you're kind of devoted to this 
profession of teaching, you know, for better or for worse. And I think that there's a feeling when you are, for whatever reason, thinking about leaving the classroom or wanting more or wanting something different, there's a guilt that can come with that. I know that there was for me of like, shouldn't this be enough? Or isn't this what I've always wanted? Or will I be letting my students down? Will I be letting the families down that I, you know, I taught one sibling and I wanted to have the next one or my colleagues who supported me through those insane first teacher years or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But I think that what you just said, Alyssa, is, is true for teachers more than anyone is you need to think about not only what you can give to others, including your students and your school communities, but then also what you're giving to yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that looks like a really long career in the classroom. And that's incredible. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the kind of person who's also looking for something else, whether that's in addition to the classroom, or maybe that means transitioning away from the classroom. And I think that I just wanted to acknowledge that that can be kind of hard sometimes. Yeah. And there's some feelings, <laughs> there's some feelings around being that teacher. Yeah. But hopefully in sharing our examples and really in highlighting all of the incredible teachers that we hope to host on this show, we hope to kind of show that there are alternatives. And then that's exciting, that there's like yeah. a, a lot of really cool things that you can do out there in and outside of the classroom room, not in spite of being a teacher, but because you're a teacher. Yes. We're going way off track here, but I want to say like, I definitely remember getting the comments while I was still, I was in the classroom and kind of doing Teacher Hustle University on the side and I would get the comments constantly. How's that little business going? Oh, how's your Instagram channel going? And it's like, you make yourself small. I'd be like, oh, it's no big deal. It's okay. It's fine. But I wasn't telling people how it was really going because I was almost embarrassed to be that teacher who had an Instagram account. Anyway, just that is why we're here to like let you know that you're not alone and it's okay to be thinking about how your pathway, your career is evolving. And let us also tell you that in every other career, I'm sorry, I get so passionate about this, but in every other career, finding a path for growth is not looked down upon. It's looked actually everyone's trying to constantly grow and evolve and change and find new pathways to leadership. And so you are good. Okay. Like you are doing just fine. Yeah. I had that to go back to my story and I won't tell the full thing because I think most people, I'm sick of telling the story. People are probably sick of hearing it, but I definitely had that feeling even, I think I was around year, probably year five of teaching and same as you, always wanted to be a teacher, looked up to my mom. I had my classroom library books like all purchased before I even had a classroom. Just totally nerded out over having my own room and having my students in my class. Like that was everything I wanted my whole life. And but then when I got there and I got about five years in, I started to get a little antsy. And my sister and I are like forever entrepreneurs. And so we usually like sit, we would have these like pasta nights where we ate pasta and just dreamed about what we would do if we were entrepreneurs. I always wanted to work for a magazine. I always thought I'd be a magazine editor in New York City. So anyway, we love to dream. And one of our dreams was to open a physical store. And I shouldn't even say our dream because it was really her dream, but she's my big sister and I just do what she says. And so we actually, <laughs> she somehow convinced me that we actually should open the store and we sold vintage furniture that we kind of, restored, brought back to life. And again, by we, I mean, she, I hated painting furniture. I hated it. I really was not good at it either. So I eventually with that store, she was painting the furniture and I was kind of like, okay, what should I do? And I leaned into marketing. And at the time it was around 2012, marketing your physical location online. It sounds really wild that that was 2012, that was a new thing, but it was a new thing. Like Instagram was newer, Pinterest was newer, even Facebook 
pages were newer and like super popular with online bus- or physical businesses. So it was like this time where physical businesses that were local were trying to create community online so that they could bring them into their stores. So I really leaned into that and kind of, we had these painting classes and my goal was to fill the painting classes with people. So I had to go online to get the people to fill the painting classes. Eventually we were filling class after class. We couldn't even keep up. Like we had so many people coming in the door for these classes. We could not keep up. So then other local businesses started to say like, oh, what are you, how are you doing this? What's going on over here? And so I did start to help some other businesses and that's where I got the marketing background. Would I have ever thought... I was still teaching all the way. And so would I have ever thought I would be doing that? No. And I also had these feelings of like, what am I even doing? Like, is this even going to come in handy? Like, what is the point of this if I'm a teacher? And then fast forward to 2019, I wanted to stay home on maternity leave. So I thought, how can I make some extra money? I had, we had closed the store by then. I had sort of stopped marketing because I had two kids at this point. I had stopped like that phase had sort of ended, which I felt guilty about, by the way. I felt guilty that we closed the store. I felt guilty that I wasn't doing marketing anymore because I felt like it was just a waste. And then I started poking around in some of these teacher leadership Facebook groups where teachers were starting to try to start an online business, mostly with TPT. And they were making these major marketing mistakes. Like there was some serious misinformation flying around these Facebook groups. And as somebody who had now developed a little bit of knowledge, I was like, oh my gosh, you could be doing this. It's not necessarily that it was wrong. It just was going to take them 10 times as long to build an audience. It just wasn't effective and it wasn't simple enough. And there were so many teachers trying to do it while they were still in the classroom. And it's like, this is never going to work for you. I can see a much more clear pathway for you here. And so... That's where I started Teacher Hustle University, which is essentially how to market your online business as a teacher. And then that's what I did full-time for three years. And that's where I met Megan. So like, toss it back to you. I'll just talk a little bit about... So Megan joined. Do you know when? It was um, fall of... I think it was 2020. Fall of 2020. Okay. Megan comes in to Teacher Hustle University, which the thing I remember about you coming in is you bought the lifetime price yeah. package. Oh, I'm all in. It never happens. Like nobody ever does that from the get, get go. Oh, I'm just, when I decide I'm going to do something, I just, I'm a nut. I probably shouldn't have done that because it was <laughs> this was totally new for me, but I was just like, it was, a, I was ready for something like this. So it was, yeah, I was like, let's, let's go. So why did you join? Like what led you there to that moment where I saw your name pop up on my <laughs> evergreen funnel robot lifetime? So my kind of journey, as I said, I was a high school teacher. My taught in high school ended up, I think when I left, I had been there for four or five years. I was, you know, kind of, as I said, I always wanted to be a teacher, was all in, had got a job right out of college. I was actually teaching seniors when I was a first year teacher. So uh, my seniors were 18 and I was 22. <laughs> Um, so, oh my you know, that's how kind of fresh out I was. It was so fun, by the way. People were always like, how did that go? I was like, it was awesome. It was so cool. I really thought you were the coolest. I'd like to think I was the cool teacher, which <laughs> automatically by saying that, I am not the cool teacher. Once you say that, you're not the cool teacher. It's over for you. Yeah. But I just loved it. I had, I really, truly, for the for the ups and downs that you get as a new teacher and just in teaching in a school in general, I really loved the school I was in, had some great colleagues and, and got some great opportunities specifically to teach co-teach a class and really kind of develop a new curriculum from the ground up. I was doing all this interdisciplinary learning stuff. 
that was so cool working with a math teacher and a history teacher in my school. And I kind of weaseled my way in there by being kind of this forward thinking teacher who was always kind of trying new stuff and looking for opportunities to be involved. So I started working on this interdisciplinary initiative and teaching these classes and um, had kind of carved out a space for myself to be a little bit of a leader um, and was interested in pursuing that within my own school. It led to a point where I took on a role, just a very small stipended role for a year in helping write a grant for this program, this interdisciplinary program. And that grant was going to pay for part-time role of a teacher who could essentially be, and it was the interdisciplinary learning specialist. And that person would basically work more um, substantially on all of the things that I had been doing that we had been working on as a team um, and all of that. So I wrote the grant, I wrote the job description, and then I applied for the job. And so did one other person, one of the teachers who I worked with, who was truly a fantastic teacher who I loved and respected and learned a lot from, but the both of, both of us applied for it and I didn't get it. I didn't get that job and it truly broke my heart. I'm going to get like a little upset talking about it. Uh. It's so upsetting to me now because I put so much of my heart into it. And I mean, it's it's a little laughable too in that <laughs> how many people can say that they didn't get a job that they wrote the job description for? <laughs> I have to laugh because at the time I cried. And I while I was happy for my friend and I, I knew that he was going to do a good job, it was something that I had really felt like I had taken ownership of and had dreamed up and was so excited to do that it really kind of shook me. And I, I really just had this moment of, I can't stay here. I can't stay here and not only watch someone else do that job, but then kind of be expected to still help out or teach. And I just, it, it really shook me. So I left, I actually left that high school that I was teaching at and kind of ended up applying for a bunch of different jobs. I actually worked in a, a tech startup for a couple months and then left that, oh, <laughs> was looking into working in higher ed and ultimately kind of landed essentially back in the classroom teaching, but at the university level. I'm in the Boston area, go Boston. And uh, I taught, I just started teaching at a local university. And so, you know, very similar as far as being back in the classroom was very much more on my own. And did that for a few years and, and really, truly did enjoy that and loved it. Um, it was fun, kind of fun being at the college level. It was a branch off of working with my seniors in high school, kind of working with freshmen in college, but in a really cool and different space. And so that was pretty neat. But then, you know, I, I had a kid and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> I think the punch, one, two punch of those two things had me also kind of like it, classroom teaching is hard and teaching the pandemic was really hard. I think that all of you who did that know that that's true. And I also started to feel that like, maybe I do kind of want to do something else. I've always kind of looked for these other opportunities and different things to do. And as much as I love being in the classroom, that job that I wanted to get and that I was so passionate about was something that was a little bit different. It was more of a coaching role, uh, more of, you know, working with educators. And so I thought maybe I could start my own consulting business. I don't even know where that idea fully came from. It was like, maybe I'll just like try and do that. And so cut to me somehow finding Alyssa McDonald at Teacher by Naptime at the time on Instagram and, you know, kind of like listening to the podcast a little bit, this podcast, which I am now taking over essentially with, <laughs> with your help and like, you know, kind of vetted Alyssa in the sense of like, okay, do I like this chick? What, what is she about? She seems kind of cool. <laughs> Glad you did. We never had met her or spoken to her, obviously. And then just kind of made a decision, like, let me just buy her course. I think it sounds interesting. And maybe I could start Take, again, turning my expertise into something, into some business. I didn't know if it would be selling resources, consulting, whatever, but I thought maybe I could do something. I had just had this feeling like, why don't I try this? And so I bought, I, once I decided I would do it, I was like, let's kick it. Decided to go for it and start this business 
while I was still teaching, I was, um, I was an adjunct, so I wasn't teaching full-time, but was teaching part-time, also caring for my daughter part-time. So it was kind of a mismatch of things and decided to join THU. And the way that Alyssa and I actually first interaction was that Alyssa was deciding to re-record Teacher Hustle University. Some of you might remember that. And I decided to show up live because she was pretty cool, decided to record it live. Pretty cool. Why did I do that? (laughs) I showed up with my notebook, of course, right? Ever the student, ever the teacher. And was like, great, I'll learn from her live. I had just joined. I had gone through maybe a couple of the modules and lessons, but thought, oh, she's going to redo it. I want the new stuff. I want the best stuff. And um, yeah, we'll do that. So Alyssa's recording, giving us, dropping all of the great marketing gems, all of the good stuff you come to know and love from Alyssa marketing-wise. I had at the time from taking Teacher Hustle University started to think that maybe I would do something around online course design, helping people, both teachers and otherwise, work on the curriculum for their online courses. Because, you know, Alyssa and I both know that this opportunity for teachers exists to sell online courses. And online courses really had a big moment, as we all know, you know, 2020 and beyond. Mm -hmm. And it started before that, but it was really blowing up. So I thought maybe I could help people using my teacher expertise make their online courses better because there's a wide range of courses out there as far as quality. So Alyssa's recording. And at one point, I know she stops and said, oh, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to stop my recording of the videos for the course. I think I'm going to change things and maybe move them around a little bit. And she's kind of taking a moment to maybe make a note to herself. Meanwhile, I decide that's a good time to start chatting in the note, like chatting in Zoom with her, providing suggestions on what she should. I don't know who I thought I was, but I'm like, I can't help it, right? Like I just start sending messages to her about, hey, you should do this, or why don't you cut it off here? And Alyssa's like, who are you and what are you doing? So I'll let you take over from here, maybe. So I'm not talking so much, but this is kind of, again, I showed up live one day and I start, because I can't help myself, sending messages in a chat. And then that's where this relationship kind of began. Yeah. You just leaned into what you're good at. Like, I think that's the thing is you don't always... The end of the pathway just doesn't have to be clear. You just need to keep going on the things that you that light you up. And so for you, that's organizing learning. It's organizing knowledge. And I struggled with that. Like you think, I mean, I'm a teacher, right? So you would think I'd be really good at transferring my ideas from my brain to someone else's. But when it comes to marketing, I don't even know how I know the things I know. Mm. It's like some sort of weird interest in psychology. I like notice things when I'm out and about, about marketing. And I just was having trouble like figuring out how to teach it to other people. It's like that thing, like the closer you are, like the, the more like naturally you get something, the harder it is to teach it. And so, yeah, I was really struggling. And then Megan sent me a message and it was actually a drawing of a tree structure. (laughs) A very poorly drawn tree, might I add. Well, the thing was, the tree was exactly it. It was like, I was like, oh yeah, it's a tree. Like, yeah, of course it's a tree. And so from that point- A metaphor for some of her concepts. Yeah, for my, that was like my framework or whatever, was sort of some of the concepts in the framework. And so we we had a session together. I think your first, I was like, can I hire you? And you were like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. She literally goes, oh, so this is what you do, right? I said, yes. I will help you design your course. And she said, great. I'd love to hire you. You know, what are your rates? How do you work with people? And I paused and I said, I'm just going to be honest with this woman because she knows I'm in her program. And I said, I've literally never done this before. I have no idea what to charge. I have no idea what to do. I may, I probably should have asked for a little bit of money in retrospect, right? 
I, but I said, <laughs> well, but Alyssa, well, you've, you've paid me back in full, right? With the opportunities <laughs> we've had together. But I basically said, listen, mostly because I lacked confidence, which I maybe wish I had a little bit more of. But what I'm proud of is I said, I'll do this with you. I'm just going to figure it out. Will you give me just free marketing advice and support? And essentially, I asked, could you be my guinea pig? I will work out my process and systems. I will try. I will help you. I know I will help you, but I'm going to figure out how to do it along the way. And so we won't have structure, but we will we'll make a really good course for you. And Alyssa agreed. And that's what we did. We worked for three months, uh, kind of revamping and refining Teacher Hustle University. And then Alyssa did become my first paid client when she asked me to help her with one of her other programs and insisted on, said literally to me, I'm paying you this time. Okay. <laughs> and I said, okay, great. Okay. And that, that really sparked then me working with not only her, other teacher entrepreneurs that because of her recommendation spiraled into some, some wonderful people I got to work with, some people that may be listening to right now. And then people even outside of the education world. That's really what kicked things off. It took one chance showing up to something, some messages, and just kind of going for it. Yeah, I had I kind of just launched my own business without even really realizing it. But certainly with putting the work in and trying to figure things out together, just kind of letting myself be led to the opportunities that I kind of found in front of me. That's such great advice. I think if you've been thinking about jumping into something, it's like just take whatever step it seems to be next. Even if you don't have the confidence, you don't know what to charge. And I love the idea of like doing it for free as a service first to see like, how's this going to work? Can I help? What value can I provide? And of course, for me on the other end, it was so valuable and so wonderful. And it's how I knew, you know, to fast forward and we won't keep you very much longer on this episode, but to fast forward, it's how I knew that when I had the idea for Pop PD, I knew I wanted to call Megan because we had worked together on these projects and the result of those projects was just the most amazing work that I am so proud of. And so I knew we would work well together. I also knew she had the learning and development chops that would be needed for to make Pop PD a wonderful place for teachers to learn. And so that's what we've been working on. I kind of came to you and said like, hey, just wondering, do you want to like co-found an ed tech startup with me? And by some grace of God, you said yes. And here we are today. First, I looked around and <laughs> I, you can't see me. If you're watching the video, you can see I'm, I'm literally looking behind me thinking, she talking to me? Am I? And then I had this thought like, am I allowed to do that? I even, this is, this one's embarrassing, but I'll reveal. I even was like, should I call my mom? Or like, should I ask my husband? If like, I, you know, it's like, I literally felt like I needed permission from someone to do this because I had never imagined that I not only would be asked to start a company with someone, but that I was capable of starting a company. I had like watched Shark Tank before, but I didn't know anything else about a startup. But Alyssa had seen and had this idea of like the possibility of something. She roped me in and now we're trying to bring this thing to life. And neither of us would have ever really imagined ourselves here, but it's all because of teaching. It really is all because of teaching, not only the experience in the classroom, but also the skills we gained from teaching and then the successes and massive failures that we had in our careers and everything in our in the classroom and in our businesses that kind of led us to thinking, hey, why don't we try this this other thing? And we're still working on it, but yeah. it's provided a whole new opportunity for us, which is really all centered around providing more opportunities for you because <laughs> that's what we're about. Yes, exactly what we're passionate about. And, you know, we could do a whole other episode on how we've been working on Pop PD for the last year, but I'm losing my voice already because I'm out of practice. And really our goal and our passion here is to support teachers and teacher leaders to come together 
and support one another. And so this is what this podcast is all about. If you've ever felt like that teacher who's got really something to offer, but you're not sure how to see that through, that's what this is for, to hopefully inspire you with our story and on the stories of others that come on this podcast to think about what could your pathway to leadership possibly look like? And then just to take that next step, even if it feels like a giant leap, even if you have imposter syndrome and you feel like you shouldn't be there or like, how did I get here? Or am I capable of doing this? And you just do it. And I hope that we can inspire you to do that. And so we'll be back right here and same podcast channel with a guest, a teacher and leader who's going to share their journey and experience with you. And we're also open to hearing any questions, concerns, like anything that you want us to go over on the podcast, you can contact us on Instagram, poppd.co on Instagram. You can also visit our website, poppd.co. And if you want to get on the waiting list to be a coach, that's poppd.co slash coach. And so we look forward to continuing this chat with those teachers. Yeah. And we hope to kind of both inspire you and also ultimately connect you to this idea and this community of teachers who are out there. As Alyssa says, that invisible layer of leadership that is out there. There are lots of those teachers who make up, individual VAT teachers make up those teachers who are passionate and excited about leading and finding those opportunities. And we hope to showcase that on this platform, the podcast. And also um, we're really excited about a lot of the things we're working hard on at Pop PD to support that work for you all as well. So um, we can't wait. I'm so excited. All right, we'll be back. And leave us a review if you think of it, because that really helps boost this message to other teachers who may be feeling alone in their that teachership journey. That was weird. Very well put. A great way to end the episode for both of us. And with that, Thank you so much for listening. And I'm excited to be joining Alyssa on this new feed, this new adventure. And um, we can't wait to get going forward. So we will catch you all next time. See you next time. If you've ever been required to attend a PD that had nothing to do with your subject area or that was taught by someone who hasn't stepped foot in a classroom, you understand the mission behind our peer learning platform, Pop PD. Our mission is to empower teachers to connect with one another around sharing teaching strategies, tips, tricks, and ideas you actually want, creating a learning experience as dynamic as you are. We know you need access to ongoing relevant resources to support your teaching career, and it's our mission to help you feel fully supported. Check out our beta platform now at poppd.co and stay tuned as we build our platform into the knowledge hub you've been waiting for.